morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Sunday. All right, guys, this is Georgette Miller, and this is the Georgette Miller Show. How you all doing? Happy, hope you had a really good week. I know that the unemployment numbers were interesting. I mean, this week we had another, I believe, 1.5 million individuals filing unemployment for the first time. I believe the unemployment rate between for black and brown people is 16% or higher. I mean, some really, really, really harsh statistics are coming out. And again, what I want you guys to do is to be prepared, to know your options, and to tr- to do your best, I hate the word try, to get yourself back on safe and sound financial footing as soon as possible. It is from the readings and from data that I, you know, I read as much data as I can to stay abreast as to what is going on. From everything I'm reading, there will not be another stimulus. So there are many of us who were getting our regular unemployment, plus the additional 600 car, um, uh, supplement relating to the coronavirus. And in addition, many of us are, uh, what do you want to say, credit cards, um, mortgages, uh, a lot, car notes. And a lot of our bills were put on hold, but all of that is either ending or coming to an end shortly, starting as of the end of, I believe, July 31st. The end of July is when the first tranche will stop. And so for many of us, we were holding it together based on subsidies we were receiving. Those subsidies will end. The suspension of mortgage payments will end. The suspension of landlords being able to evict will end. All of this is coming to an end. And my plea to you guys is to get yourself in financial order. Many of you took advantage and got yourself out of debt, you know, that you filed like a month or two months ago because you know these subsidies will be ending and you want to put yourself in the best financial footing, get rid of the debt before the subsidy ends. Many of you, you were just focused on keeping yourself afloat but you have to get yourself in order because subsidies are ending, right? And then you need to put yourself in a position where you're like, you can still keep yourself afloat. You know, the question is what my 11 year old asked me all the time, then what? You have to come up with the then what? Well, this week, let me get the advertising out of the way. If you want a free consultation, remember we are now, this is program is now being brought to you by Margolis Edelstein. I'm now a partner at Margolis Edelstein and I brought my team because we knew we needed support for what was to come or what is going to hit us. And, you know, Margolis, great firm, opened their arms, took us in and support us in every way they possibly can. But if you want a free consultation, the number is still 1-866-96-GM-LAW, 1-866-96-GM-LAW. I am now in person in the Laurel office in Margolis Edelstein, so we are still doing um, intakes and consultation via phone or in person. 
But the number to call is 866-96-GM-LAW. You want to follow us on Facebook? Like you want to pick it up on the stream after I leave here? You want to go to georgettemillerlaw.com? That's georgettemillerlaw.com. But what I'm going to talk about this week is, in particular, student loans and how they're affected in bankruptcy. So guys, if you have questions regarding your debt and regarding getting yourself a fresh start, here's the number and call us now. To speak with Georgette Miller, call us right now at 215-263-1079. Once again, if you would like to speak with Georgette personally, call in now, 215-263-1079. That's 215-263-1079. Now, this is week eight in our series. And of course, this week, what I'm going to talk to you about is student loans. Now... Student loans, if you know, I, I get this this question all the time. Miss Miller, can student loans be discharged in a bankruptcy? The answer for for all intents and purposes is no. I call student loans the original gangsters. And why do I call them gangsters? I call them gangsters because you can literally get rid of almost everything else. In a student loan, you can get rid of money owned to the owed to the Secretary of the Treasury, the I, the R, and the S. As long as they meet certain qualifications, you can get rid of that in a in a bankruptcy. But you can't get rid of student loans. This is why I call them what gangsters. Now, student loans. You have the, 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 the rarest of rarest of circumstances where you can get rid of them in a bankruptcy, but it's, it's different in different jurisdictions. Like in Pennsylvania, you may be able to make the argument and win in New Jersey. It's incredibly difficult in New York. It's incredibly difficult. You may get away with it in Delaware. And that is if you have the, you've been declared legally disabled. So say for instance, you're on SSDI, you've been declared disabled and you're now have SSDI. You could file a chapter seven, get rid of all your other debts. And depending on where you live, you would be able to file some kind of motion. I forgot what the name of the motion is, but you can file a motion to declare the debt dischargeable based on your situation. However, because you're never sure in which jurisdiction you're in, what I tell the clients to do is if you're filing bankruptcy solely for, for student loans, I won't take your money to do that. What I'll tell you to do is to write to Sally May and to Fannie Mae, Sally Mae or whatever Mae, or the U.S. Department of Education, AES, whatever they're called, and let them know you've been declared legally disabled because most of the your student loan lenders have forms that can declare the debt dischargeable based on you being on Social Security disability. So I always tell you guys to go there first. And most of your student loans, if you've been declared 
disabled will be discharged and they will write it off and for you know they will they will declare it income but you're not filing social security you're, you you don't have any income so you may be able to get around that but only hope you have of getting rid of student loans whether in a bankruptcy or outside of a bankruptcy is via you being declared disabled and then i will always advise you write or reach out to the student loan lender first and they're going to give you a ton of forms they're going to give you the runaround but you just keep doing it filling out the forms showing them the documentation that you're actually on social security disability and you've been declared disabled that's the only that's the only real way of getting rid of student loans Age doesn't matter. It, you know, I've had some grandparents come into my office and say, hey, I took out this loan for my grandchild so she, she or she could go to college, and now they're looking to garnish my Social Security disability. I mean, Social Security income, not disability. My regular Social Security and pension because my granddaughter or grandson is not making these payments. And unfortunately, I have to tell the, the, the grandparent, it doesn't matter that you're, you're old and you're not working. You're still liable for that debt. One of the, the, one of the hardest consultations I've ever had in my 20 years of practicing was a client that came in and she came in for student loans. And her son was an architect or engineer at Pepsi. And the son was no longer paying the student loan payments because the son had passed away. Think about that. Her son had passed away. She had co-signed on the student loans. And she was coming in to ask whether or not she was still liable. And I had to look her dead in the face and said, unfortunately, I know as heartbreaking as it is, that your son has passed away, you are, because you co-sign on that student loan, you are still liable. And she looked at me and she said, you know, I had, I, 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 I honestly would have no problem paying this if he was still here. And I, I said to her, yes, I hear you and I feel your pain, but unfortunately you are still liable for that student loan. So, I call student loans the original gangsters, and the best thing is to avoid them at all cost if possible, because when you get, when you, you borrow from the student loan lender, other than you being declared disabled, i.e. crippled from the neck down, you will not be able to get rid of them. So clients that are coming in because, you know, they have student loans, I say to them, well, Get rid of all the other debts that you have, which you could get rid of in a chapter seven or a chapter 13. As a matter of fact, when you're in a 13, the student loans lenders can't ask you for any more money, but the interest continues to accrue. So you could actually file a chapter 13 or a chapter seven and get rid of the other debts so that you have money to pay the student loans that you can't get rid of. I say the same thing to individuals, to, 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 to clients that have 
child support or spousal support out there. You can't get rid of those. So what you need to do is get rid of all the other debts so you can pay the student loans, so you can pay the child support because you can't, those, you walk around and carry them around like luggage. You cannot get rid of them. So where student loans are concerned, no, for the most part, there are the rarest of rarest of rarest of circumstances where you could file a motion in, I've seen it done in Pennsylvania, but I haven't really seen it done anywhere else. And you can get the student loans discharged, but you need to be crippled from the neck down and you need, I, I saw chief judge, uh, it wasn't Craig. I can't remember the chief judge in, in, in Pennsylvania, his name escapes me right now, but he has declared individual student loans dischargeable, but these are really rare circumstances. You want, if you're disabled, you want to reach out to the student loan lender first, or if you're not disabled, you want to get rid of all the other debts so that you have income to get rid of this luggage, to unpack this luggage and get rid of it so that you can put the luggage away once and for all. But again, I'm going to pause here for a moment. Guys, if you have questions, here's the number. Call us now. To speak with Georgette Miller, call us right now at 215-263-1079. Once again, if you would like to speak with Georgette personally, call in now, 215-263-1079. That's 215-263-1079. And what we're talking about this week eight in our series is student loans. You know, basically... Can I get, I get this question all the time. Can I get quest, can I get rid of student loans in a bankruptcy? And the answer is the, assume you cannot. There are instances where in the rarest of rarest of circumstances, you know, you will get in front of a favorable judge in the right state and the judge will declare them disabled. I mean, uh, dischargeable, but it's the rarest of circumstances. If you're disabled, you want to reach out to the bank first saying, Hey, I've been declared disabled. I, I have proof that I'm disabled. I'm currently collecting social security disability. And so I want to have these student loans declared discharged as re relates to me. And for the most part, they will give you the runaround, but eventually they will cooperate with you and get those debt discharged. Now, for those of you that have other debts and student loans, I recommend that you get rid of the other debts, get rid of the dischargeable debts, the credit cards, the old, you know, the repossession, the repossessed cars, whatever medical bills. You know, I was reading a statistic that said, the majority of the individuals who, who were, you know, were hit by COVID were of course, black and brown people. And the reason that is, is most of the, the, the frontline workers, the people going out, working in the nursing homes, the drivers, the people working in the grocery stores, the bank tellers are black and brown people. So we've been disproportionately hit by COVID. So we will be disproportionate. And then we are the largest set to not have insurance. So we will be disproportionately hit by medical bills. So you have medical bills down 
out there strangling you. You have uh, uh, car notes, repossessed cars, debt collections, credit card debt. You have all this debt that's strangling your income. You can get rid of those, you get rid of them. And then what you do is you go ahead and, 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 and pay the student loans because you can't get rid of those. You're, you know, they're like luggage, but right now I'm going to go to line one where we have Robert. Good morning, Robert. Happy Sunday. What's going on? Hello. Well, uh, I feel, you know, good. Uh, I have joy, self, as well as mind, body, and soul, and my heart is really beating good. And uh, so, for all that, we can all we can say thank the Lord. So, what's what's going on? What's your question? My question is, I'd like uh, to to ask two questions. I don't know if you can help me with one is chapter seven. I was wondering where would I file that at? Well, uh, you, I am disabled. Oh, perfect. Well, what you want to do is call my office at eight six six nine six GM Law, and we will. Uh, you said why? Like in me, you? Yes, you can call our office for a consultation, and we'll walk you through the process of okay. filing a Chapter Seven. You want to call our number, which is eight six six. Nine six GM law and based on you being disabled and only I'm assuming you probably are only on pension and social security disability. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All that your social security disability is not considered income. So you you the, the bankruptcy court will look at you and say all the money you have basically is your pension whatever that is and that's not enough for uh, you to live on $250. right you can't live on 250 dollars. so the, the bankruptcy court will discharge all of your debts everything okay. other than student loans and well, domestic support. Well, well everything else will be discharged and you'll yeah. be able to move on with your life yes. okay that's what I need because my mother and father died. Uh, my mother just maybe a, a, a two months ago. She was 91. My dad in 06. And uh, I just listened to them. And I've always worked and I had pensions and 401s. And uh, now I'm trying to clear up this debt that accumulated when I was yep. trying to help them. I so hear they you. Did leave us a home. So I want to try to help us. Right. So we can keep the bricks. Okay. Well, like I said, call the office based on, uh, call the office eight, six, six, nine, six GM law, but I'm having a lot of callers come in right now. So let me move on and try to answer everybody else's question. Moving next to George in Philly. Good morning, George. Happy Sunday. What's going on? Yeah. I was listening to you last week when you was talking about, uh, the extra two years that you can try to get, on your plan if you're in bankruptcy? Correct. Is there any qualifications that you can get on? No, you just, you just, if go, if you filed with us, reach out to, I'm assuming you're in Philadelphia. If you filed with us, reach out to Michelle. If you filed with your, you filed with another attorney, reach out to your attorney. Under the, the, the CARES Act, what they did was they took individuals whose plans were confirmed 
and they said, okay, when you went pri if you prior to COVID, you, your plan was confirmed and it was confirmed for five years. It, because of COVID, we're assuming that you're going to have income issues. You're going to have a bump in the road. You can amend your plan from five years to seven years, but you, oh, you, ha you have a window to do that. And you want to do that as soon as possible before the window closes. So if well, it's our, so if it's I'm our sorry. office, you want to reach out to us as soon as possible. If it's another attorney, reach out to them as soon as possible to get that plan amended. But there's no stipulation in that, though, is it? Nope, nope, nope. Okay. All right, guys, we're moving to Donna, who is live on line four. Good morning, Donna. Happy Sunday. What's going on? Hi, good morning. Um, I paid off my student loan a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. um, my credit score is 560 the last time I checked. I want to mm -hmm. know what can I do to boost my credit score. So go, get your, go to a bank and go get yourself a secured credit card. Whoever your bank would check if they have secured credit cards. Wells Fargo have it. A lot of banks have it. Where you get two, you put $200 on the credit card and they give you a credit card with a line of credit of $200. Use it and pay it like an American Express. So use the $200 and then pay it in cash. Pay it off every month. Pay it before it's due every month. So that for the next 12 months, they see per, a perfect... Per, perfect payment history and then your credit score will slowly but surely rise over those 12 months in some instances it makes a big jump but just do that get okay. one maybe two of them use them to buy gas and gum and pay them off but the question is why do you need to raise your credit score because credit score is your ability to borrow what you're borrowing i want to purchase a house uh -huh. okay so you only need to get up over 620 to qualify for an FHA mortgage. That's a mortgage backed by the full faith and credit of your federal government. So go get yourself two secured credit cards, use them and pay them. But once you, credit is the ability to borrow, be careful about borrowing. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Guys, if you have questions, I may be able to squeeze in another caller. Here's the number. Call us now. To speak with Georgette Miller, call us right now at 215-263-1079. If you would like to speak Sunday with Georgette personally, call in now, 215-263-1079. That's 215-263-1079. And guys, what we're talking about this week is basically student loans. They are the original gangsters. For those of you who are have kids getting ready to go to college, don't, I mean, you're going to financial aid and, and they will give you all kind of packages to borrow. I mean, I always find it hysterical. If a kid walks into a bank and say, let me a hundred thousand dollars, the bank would, the bank manager or the loan officer is going to look at that kid like they're crazy. Like you ain't worked. You have no payment history. You have nothing. Why am I going to hand over my hundred thousand dollars? But Kid walks in at 18 and say, let me $100,000 to go to school. They say, where do you sign up? And the reason is, is once they get you that money, they know you have to pay them back. So kid, in the, if you have kids, avoid student loans like they're, I mean, avoid them at all costs. Because once you get in, you can't get out. Ask for grants, scholarships, 
whatever free money, whatever grant, whatever, whatever you can get, you go for that first and you start looking for them early. Do not get railroaded into get into in getting these student loans because you haven't prepared or haven't thought about it or haven't had your kid write and send letters and essays or whatever for whatever grants are out there. Because student loans, it feels like free money, but it ain't. It is like a ball and chain around your neck and you cannot get rid of them. But anyway, guys, we're going to pick this up on the stream because they're kicking us off the air. Again, if you want a free consultation with me or one of my attorneys, the number to call is 866-96-GM-LAW, 866-96-GM-LAW. That's 866-96-GM-LAW. At this point, I'm taking in-person um, consultations in New Jersey, and I'm still doing um, phone and Zoom consultations 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you want a free consultation, 866-96-GM-LAW. As they say in my country, walk good. I will talk to you next week, but I'll see you on the stream in about five minutes. Thank you for being part of Georgette Miller's Financial Freedom. Heard every Sunday morning from 930 to 10 a.m. right here on Classics 1079.